It's real, and we're living in the present moment. It's Real Presence Live. I think the name of the show is referencing something a little bit more than that. Perhaps the Blessed Sacrament. Perhaps, absolutely. <laughs> Father yes. Baron. You're, you're giddy on a Monday morning with the rain outside, so I just have to say it must be the coffee. Well, Dr. Susan Winley Dow, she inspired me as well to live in the present moment. And so that's what we're doing. That's a great way to use radio as a way to be fully engaged in the present moment. I know for myself, I enjoy it immensely. And so that's why I'm so happy to be co-hosting with you, Father Buren, on on Monday morning. God bless you. It's great to have you here in the parish of St. Charles Borromeo, beautiful southeast Minnesota, right next to the Whitewater River uh, Valley and the State Park. It certainly is a beautiful place and what a great uh, time for us to spend these hours together for those that are in the listening area here and throughout the listening area. And we're going to be talking with a guest from another area of our listening uh, network here. Uh, the RPR network spans throughout the, basically the entire upper Midwest, including the Diocese of Rapid City, wherein Father Matthew Falgren resides at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Good morning, Father Falgren. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Well, it's good to be with you, and uh, we're going to be talking about keeping our parishes spiritually healthy and connected. But first, Father Father Falgren, thanks again for being with us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I've been a priest of the Diocese of Rapid City for 19 years. I was ordained in 2001. I'm I'm from Sturges, just up the road from Rapid City, and uh, I've served... uh, Served in Rapid City and in, and in, and around the diocese, including Spearfish, Belfouche, Martin, and Kadoka, and on the Cheyenne River Reservation. Uh, so it's so I've been I've been around the diocese a bit and uh, and served in different communities. As you. Um, are with us and, and, and share your wealth of experience with your 19 years of uh, priestly ministry. Certainly, uh, this time has not been part of your training. Um, as a fellow uh, priest, I can certainly uh, understand that. Um, I do want to say thank you um, as a fellow priest, though, because uh, with you guys being a little bit ahead of us with uh, the uh, allowances that have been put into place, I have been looking at some of you to see what you've been doing uh, so we can learn from each other. So I want to thank you publicly for that. But, uh, you know, as some of us have returned to Mass uh, in recent weeks, uh, others are choosing to stay home. Uh, How can we look at that at this moment in time? Well, I know it was a, a difficult decision to decide the winds and hows and and even the whys just just to start opening up um, you know centered on the on the idea that we have a great desire a great even a need to to share the sacraments it's our purpose um, as as priests in many ways and it's also a desire for the people of course to to enter into the life of the church and, and especially the sacramental life, um, it was it was a hugely difficult decision to uh, to for the safety of people um, shut down public masses and it's a, it was a difficult decision to say we want to do this but we want to be safe. 
knowing how difficult it was for, you know, uh, say, on the, on the parish level and on the diocesan and sometimes statewide level to make these decisions, individuals have to make the same decisions and they have the same difficulty. They have the desire for the community life, they have the desire for the sacraments, um, but they also have um, the real concern for how does this affect me and the people I love and our safety. We are, as well as being um, strongly centered in the sacraments, we are also very much a pro you know, pro-life, and we believe in the value of every person, and so it's a just to recognize that it, it's a difficult decision on a on a say a system level and on a personal level to say how do how do we enter in and when do I enter in? So that just to say, recognize people aren't taking this decision lightly. At least no one that I know of has, and uh, and so if somebody decides that they want to. Um, and are able to, to to join in the mass in limited levels. If that's a that that's that's a, a something we want to support, but at the same time, um, whether it be because of age or health or because of people they know they'll come into contact with, people decide not to um, to recognize that that sometimes it's a there's a bit of agony that goes into that decision making, and 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 in a sense, to support and, and and even celebrate that people care that much to uh, um, to really consider everything and when they make that decision. Um, it's, it's also um, something to to celebrate in the sense that we've had the the uh, that when people do come to mass that uh, um, when when they've had the opportunity to receive the sacrament uh, the blessed sacrament especially the the uh, that it might be something that we took for granted how much and how easy it was for us to do so before, and, and now we don't take that gift for granted like, like we may have in the past. Absolutely. Uh, Father Matthew Falgren joining us on Real Presence Live this morning. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Tim Buren. And uh, Father Falgren, I was privileged to serve at the funeral of my grandfather this past week, and my dad, who is a permanent deacon, over in the Diocese of La Crosse, he delivered the homily, and he highlighted how had my grandfather, his father-in-law, not had a stroke that put him in the hospital, uh, he may have continued to live in that nursing home had, without access to the spiritual care that he really has the right to, or had the right to. Uh, and he, he, I, I can't help but think that maybe that helped to precipitate or accelerate the d decline of his physical body. His, his body was giving up, especially, but especially after the stroke. However, because he went to the hospital, we family members were then able to visit him and have some time with him towards the end, and that was a, a great grace, even though after the stroke he wasn't able to communicate nearly as well. But he had access again to the sacraments, and I was able to pray with him. Someone was able to pray with him at the end, uh, and I was actually 
the, the last family member to be able to do that, to see him about three hours before he passed away, which was I, I, unbeknownst to me. I, I, I left and then things really went downhill and, and he passed. But the, the, this pandemic is, is taking, I think, more of a toll than what we sometimes think about in just raw COVID, direct COVID-19 related body counts that we get every single day because people have been so deprived of the spiritual nourishment they, they especially as Catholics, have a, have a right to. How have you been dealing with that as a priest, Father Falgren? I'm sure that you have parishioners who have been going through similar things. Right, and that's that's often the challenge that, uh, um, like I said, the that we normally and, and you use the word right. That's a, a fundamental that we have a, a right to the sacraments, um, and that the church also fundamentally has the the responsibility of deciding when and how. Um, that right is uh, shared. Um, that right is given, and 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 that's uh, that's been a, a huge, like I said, a huge part of the weight that's been on that's been on the the shoulders of, of especially leadership, um, trying to uh, trying to balance that whole reality. Um, that's why, you know, I said again, that recognize the, in recognizing the agony that individuals have gone through, I also say just recognizing the agony that, that has been part of, part of leadership, you know, a reckon that, that, and figuring out how to deal with this in the way that is, that is, uh, you know, really discerning God's will in, in this moment, uh. Yeah, I've also, um, Cathedral is, is next to uh, Monument Hospital, formerly Rapid City Regional Hospital, and, and um, worked, we, we've worked with the hospital to be able to do the ministry that we can. Uh, it's been very, you know, our, our, it's been very difficult on, on the level of uh, um, figuring out how to deal with different institutions and, and individuals who are, are dealing with people who are most vulnerable. Um, and, and that's, it's been one of the gifts to, to be invited in to the hospital, especially when people are uh, getting close to death or um, even to uh, a nursing home when, when the same was happening that, that, to, to celebrate that, I even had the experience this week of being invited to uh, see an institution that where, where someone was dying, and then the Sunday having the uh, having one of the family members come up again and say thank you. It was so important that you were able to be there with us. Mm. Um, that's maybe a way that I, I look at it—a a gift and, and a privilege in the midst of the suffering and agony—to. Uh, uh, to be able to serve in moments where others haven't been able to, um, also to uh, to say that, that finding the other ways that we've been able to be in contact with people 
the other way to other ways that we can use to keep connected with people are even that much more important. Using using uh, uh, Catholic radio and uh, and uh, TV, using uh, things that weren't available to us before in, in our history, like uh, social media, and uh, uh, to uh, say mass communicate with the parish and, and with others, to uh, to reach out by by way of the phone or uh, letters to uh, to let people know we're thinking about them and praying for them uh, is that, that to recognize that while sometimes the physical proximity is, is still not there, that uh, the spiritual connection is every bit as real as it was before, that the way that God binds us together in the Spirit is still very much alive and real and uh and what we are what we are suffering from is often the the lack of the physical proximity that that uh, that allows us to more readily experience or enter into that spiritual reality. Absolutely, you're listening to Real Presence Live. Forty five minutes past the hour, we're speaking with Father Matthew Falgren from the Diocese of Rapid City about keeping our parishes spiritually healthy and connected and. Uh, uh, we're going to step away for just a second. After we come back, we'll we'll drill down a little bit more about how, this topic about how to how to stay connected to our parish families through this difficult time. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Tim Buren. We're broadcasting live from the Church of Saint Charles Borromeo in Saint Charles, Minnesota, and you're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. 
SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. It's Matt Wilkham and Father Tim Buren from the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota, where Father Tim Buren is pastor. It's Real Presence Live Monday morning, getting you going this week with some helpful information about how to keep staying connected to our parish families throughout this difficult time. And we've been speaking with Father Matthew Falgren from the Diocese of Rapid City, South Dakota, about that topic. Welcome back, Father Matthew Falgren, to the show. Thank you. And, and Father Falgren, how can we stay connected to our parish families throughout this difficult time when parishes are reopening and maybe some people might, might be coming back be totally comfortable coming back to Mass, some people not, especially for those who are not comfortable. How can they stay connected? Well, there's a few things that, that we did at Cathedral, and, and one thing we did initially early on, and Father Christensen, uh, who is the pastor here, gave, a, uh, gave one of our staff members a new title, which was our, our COVID response uh, uh, coordinator, and uh, Ruby Machacek, who does that, she, she, we, so we had somebody dedicated to that, and one of the first things she did was uh, get a group of uh, people, some on the staff and others, volunteers from the parish to, uh, to, to give a call to everybody in the parish to say how they're doing. Um, other things we've done, uh, along with uh, putting the mass out on Facebook on a, on a daily basis, so that people who are unable to attend were able to to uh, um, watch. Uh, we also advertised what, when, and where it was available to be connected that way on on television. Um, along with with giving the the calls, that was one way in which we reached out to, to people and said. Uh, here are some ways still, too, that you, you can serve in this situation. Another way that, that we ended up doing that, uh, again, coordinated by Ruby, was uh, that uh, the, one of the local mission was uh, still, uh, you know, taking care of the homeless. In fact, they were, you know, the people who were there were uh, quarantined as well, so to keep the people there safe, and but not everybody who was providing meals before was providing meals, and so... Um, people could, uh, who, who were willing and able were able to, uh, put the, make a hot dish or, uh, or, uh, uh, help make a meal for, for, to serve those in need. Some ways that just being, well, well, not everything we're doing we are able to do, but there are still some ways to serve, to stay connected. Um, we also leading to some of the major holidays and holy days that we had, like uh, 
like Divine Mercy Sunday uh, and uh, and uh, the the Feast of Pentecost, we we shared on Facebook prayer prayers of the novena leading up to those holy days, uh, so that that uh, people could uh, come together at least virtually and pray. Um, the tough part, of course, is making sure we communicate to communicate to people the ability to enter into these opportunities, um, so that so that they know that it's available, so that they can find some ways to be connected, and also at times work with family to uh, or for some of our elderly, so that they could. Uh, be connected so that they could take advantage of those opportunities. Um, we, uh, while we may not have always have had access to some facilities, we have been able to work with a few individuals who maybe work at a facility um, and to uh, say, "How can you be? How can you be an instrument of?" Uh, uh, an instrument in a sense of, of, of the church and, and of, of grace in their lives when you're there. Um, and, uh, and so, um, we've had to be, we had to be creative and, um, but I think communication was a big part of it. And, uh, and, uh, and so in a sense, being, being open to and looking for what is available. So, um, so that we can share share what we can and, and do what we can and reach out as we can when in ways that were much easier in the past. Absolutely. We're speaking with Father Matthew Falgren from the Diocese of Rapid City, South Dakota, about how to stay connected to our parish families throughout this time. You know, just a few minutes left with you, Father Falgren, and you know we know that the RPR network covers many different dioceses throughout the upper Midwest. Here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, for example, we have a set of protocols that, uh, for reopening, but then also those are based off of the, uh, the state recommendations or guidelines or allowances. Uh, and so for us here, I believe it's 50% capacity for our parishes. In the Diocese of Rapid City, you know, can you remind us of what the situation there is in South Dakota in general and how your diocese has responded to that situation in in your own guidelines for reopening? Right, it was, and it is important to uh, to work with the authorities in the situation in part because uh, sometimes they have access to more information than we do. Uh, about what's going on locally, um, but it's also uh, we had we we had similar policies. We we originally um, used the the CDC guidelines, but to uh, say how can we keep people safe in the midst of this, we've uh, you know we've encouraged the the wearing of masks uh, for people who come. And it's not just for your own safety. It doesn't remind you that it is. It is for the sake of others. Um, we taped off every other pew so that people could uh, be more socially uh, distanced while they are there at mass. Um, 
we actually, when we started to open up, and we we used a, a program in which people could uh, get tickets uh, ahead of time, so that we could have an idea of the count and how many people would come in, and to have a, a plan for if others came who didn't have a ticket. So, um, if there was space for them where where we where we could place them, um, and 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 remain safe, uh, we. We have both staff and and people from from the parish who have, after every mass, including our daily masses, come in and, and cleaned up and wiped down the pews in order to uh, to to keep a safe environment uh, so that people could come. Uh, again, communicating the availability and how and how to. Uh, to enter in um, and to to come back in and to to say we're doing what we can um, to to um, to make this both a safe and welcoming environment in a situation that is decidedly um, outside of the normal um, has been has been um, key um, the. Uh, um, like we said, the other part is recognizing that other people are not able to or are choosing to come because of because of their knowledge of their own situation, and and so we've of course continued to uh, to on a daily basis uh, um, to broadcast the mass uh, on our Facebook page. We've started a YouTube page. We've uh, um, uh, we've done other things and, and to uh, to say how do we how do we reach out to you and know that that you are not absent from our hearts while we are while you are still absent from us physically uh, that that has been that has been a big part of our uh, in a sense our mission in, in this time those are some great ways that the cathedral of our lady perpetual help in rapid city has been reaching out to parishioners and others with the essential services of spiritual nourishment that have been highlighted all the more during this pandemic. And Father Matthew Falgren, thank you so much for joining us on Real Presence Live. We really appreciate you and everything that you do uh, for keeping us up to date on what's going on in the situation in Rapid City and specifically at your parish and uh, what you're doing to reach out to folks and help them keep connected, stay connected with their parish during this time. So thanks again so much for joining us. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. God bless you. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Tim Beeren. We're here at the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota on a beautiful Monday morning. It's a wet one, Father Beeren, but uh, it's, I think it's going to turn out to be a nice day. It certainly will. We had uh, in 10 minutes last night one inch of rain, and it's been raining on and off since then. Wow. So we certainly uh, have had our share. No, so. no, we had water in our basement last night. Oh, and God bless you. There are some holes in the gutters oh. that have <laughs> been a problem for us. And if I don't put bins underneath these holy gutters, if you will, <laughs> uh, we get water in the basement. So that's, that's on me. Up next, stay tuned. We dive into how the Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota is doing their part to help communities most affected by COVID-19. Stay with us on Real Presence Live. More next. <laughs> 